Hello, everyone. This is Jonathan Little. I'm here today with the 138th episode of Weekly Poker Hand. I want to thank all of you for being here today. Here we have a pretty interesting hand from a $1,000 buy-in tournament I played recently. So what's happened here is we have a preflop raise to about 2500 from a loose aggressive guy in second position. A tight aggressive guy re-raises to 7300 from third position. Then it folds around to me with pocket queens in the small blind. I started with 54,000, which is about 45 big blinds. So what do we do here with pocket queens? Are we trying to get it all in? Are we trying to just fold and get out of the way? Uh, It's a tough spot. We are not in the money. We're nowhere near the money. So we need to play this somewhat like we would play a cash game. Although, of course, in tournaments, you always do want to shy on the side of being a little bit conservative. And the reason for that is because there's a lot of value in just not going broke. Like, imagine we knew we could get it all in here with a, like, 52% equity in the whole pot. In a cash game, you'd be thrilled to do that because you're going to put in 50% of the money or 48% of the money, and you're going to get out 52%, so you make money. But in tournaments, say we do put in, whatever, 48%, and we get out 52%, that may not be a big enough edge to justify risking our whole stack, especially if the tournament is otherwise soft, and we'll be able to get our money in better in the future. However, against most reasonable players, I think queens are just good enough to get in. You have to understand, if you're folding this hand, you're folding virtually everything. So there are some times to fold some traditionally good hands. So if under the gun raises in second position three bets and you are sitting there pocket jacks or ace-king offsuit, very often you should fold. Here we are facing a raise from a loose aggressive guy and then a tight aggressive kid. Now, I'm not going to say I have a strong read on this tight aggressive kid, but if someone's a kid, they're probably capable enough of three betting without just strong hands. And I think especially in today's game, you will see people attacking early position raises a little bit more often, and that's just because a lot of players are capable of raising from early position, the initial raiser, I mean, with more than just premium hands, whereas even a few years ago, people were primarily opening premium hands from early position. So even though we are facing a raise in a three bet, I do not think that this necessarily means that we are against two premium ranges. Also, notice the loose aggressive guy only has 40k to start, which is nice because we only lose 35 big blinds when he happens to wake up with a hand. So all this makes me think I'm going to be re-raising here. But if I had ace-king offsuit or pocket jacks, I think I would probably just fold this. And that is on the snug side, but I think those hands are going to have closer to 52% equity in the pot, whereas I think pocket queens is going to be closer to 56% or 57% on average. Now, of course, we're going to run into aces and kings sometimes, and when that happens, you're going to lose. But a lot of people are not going to be capable of folding out hands like pocket jacks or pocket tens. And we have some preflop fold equity where our opponents are going to fold out hands that have 33% equity or whatever versus us when they have a hand like ace jack suited. So I'm going to go ahead and re-raise small. So it went about 2,800. I missed the amount actually, but then it went to 7,500 or, 7, or so. And I'm just going to make it a small re-raise to really put our opponents in somewhat bad spots. Like if you're sitting here with a hand like ace-jack suited, well, now you're kind of tempted to call, and that's fine for me because we're going to do very well versus those hands. You don't want to go all in in my spot because if you go all in, then your opponents are only going to call you whenever you are either beat or in bad shape, whereas when you re-raise small like this, you give your opponents the opportunity to make a really big blunder with a hand like ace-jack suited or pocket eights, whereas if you shove, they're going to fold those hands every time. So you always want to give your opponents the opportunity to screw up. 
So I make it 15,300. And now the initial razor goes all in and the tight aggressive kid folds. Um, it's worth mentioning the tight aggressive kid kind of like annoyingly folded, but quickly, which makes me think that he was probably just messing around. I don't necessarily know if he was messing around with a good hand, like ace jack suited, or if he was messing around with a hand, like nine, six suited. So stuff to know, but he was like, "Ugh, it's always happens, which is, you know, kind of funny. Anyway, um, folds back around to me now. And this loose aggressive guy opened from early position, got three bet, got cold four bet, and now decided to go all in. So a lot of people at this point would think, well, clearly you have to fold now because the loose aggressive guy has told you that he has a good hand by going all in. But I do not think that's the case at all. Whenever I three bet this hand, I'm planning to get it in. And I think it's fine to just not have a, a four betting range with the attention of folding versus the majority of players. If your opponents are very strong, you can consider making this play with hands like ace-queen or king-queen, the, the four, cold four bet, I mean, with the intention of folding if you get re-raised. But um, I'm not bluffing here, and I'm planning to call off every time. And of course, that is exploitable, but I don't think anyone's going to exploit it. And the way they exploit it is by folding everything besides aces and kings. And I don't think anyone folds everything besides aces and kings. So anyway... At the end of the day, I think we just have to call off. And I'm expecting to see a hand like ace-king, aces-kings, queens, maybe jacks. But he actually has sixes. So we end up getting it in here great. And uh, you will be surprised sometimes when you're playing poker. Quite often, people just get it all in. And especially whenever you make a small re-raise instead of going all in, you give your opponents the opportunity to make these mistakes. So this works out great for us. We get it in fantastically well. And then we lose. And... Whenever you lose in this spot, a lot of people get annoyed. They think something to the effect of, oh man, I uh, you know, I got it in. I got it in good and I lost. I'm annoyed at this opponent that he decided to put his money in almost dead. And you need to be happy when this happens because the bad player got rewarded for his bad play, which is going to reinforce that in his mind and he's going to continue making that, those bad plays in the future. Uh, you don't want to do anything. You don't want to do anything to draw attention to the fact that this guy just tried to give you his whole stack to the best of his ability pretty much you want to you know either say nothing or say nice hand in a non-jerk way you know don't say nice handy fish or something like that you know say nice hand or say nothing i typically just say nothing um don't do anything like call the guy an idiot or whatever i don't think that does anything good for you So that's going to be it for this hand. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Weekly Poker Hand. We've been doing a lot of great webinars in conjunction with my best-selling book, Excelling and No Limit Hold'em. And we have a free webinar every month. We're nearing the end of the the free webinars. We've had, well, we're going to have about six, I believe about 14 total. But we have a few more great ones coming up over the next few months. And you can sign up for those at holdembook.com slash live. Or also just holdembook.com. You can go there and get all the information about Excelling at No Limit Hold'em. If you've not checked it out yet, you really are missing out. It has over 100 reviews on Amazon. It has five stars, which is surprisingly tough to do because a lot of people give four-star reviews for even great books. But uh, people are loving it. Everyone's learning from it. And uh, it's uh, I'm really excited about that project. So that's going to be it for this episode again. Be sure to check back next week for another episode of Weekly Poker Hand.